Today, I sit down with a Klein ISD student, Aaron Jordan. He's a senior at Klein Kane High School and a talented football player. So three years ago, I was a campus administrator at Kane. And in my time observing during passing periods, I would notice students in the hall. Any staff out and about on a high school campus would probably relate to this. We watch their behaviors, their interactions and socializing as they make their way to the next class. Some students move through the halls with a quiet presence focused on getting to their next destination. Others are outgoing and talk to all of the people and all of the friends as they move on. And some fall in between on that spectrum. Aaron is and was the student who almost always has a smile plastered on his face with friends drawn to his bubbly personality and always uses respectful pleasantries with adults like yes ma'am and no sir. When I wanted to showcase a student perspective about what learning in a pandemic looks like from a student's take, Aaron was a no-brainer. He's funny, you're gonna hear me laugh in this episode, and serious all at the same time. I think you will enjoy the talk as it lets us dive a little deeper into how this experience will shape our kids in the future. Let's hear the conversation now. Hi, Aaron, how are you? I'm doing good, Ms. Schoenberger. How about you? I'm good. I'm glad you can come on here on the podcast to kind of give us a student perspective on learning in this unprecedented pandemic. So thanks for coming on. You're welcome anytime. All right. So let's just get started to talk about what are you excited about for your senior year? That was the bill. Yep. Okay. You're in study hall for all the listeners. <laughs> football, football athletic period today is a study hall, which is why we're recording. But go ahead. So what are you excited about for your big senior year? Uh, just getting to do things, you know, football and going to class, seeing people. Just the little things that make life happy. Yeah. I, I think that you have a lot to look forward to because senior year is, the best year of high school, arguably. So, so seeing friends and having your senior football season. So tell me what kind of your process was, thought process was in the spring when the pandemic hit, everyone goes to Klein online. What was your thought process during those months that everybody was kind of in quarantine and your whole school situation changed? At first, I was kind of happy. I was like, man, no school? <laughs> man, it, it's just about to be a breeze. And then after that, it kind of got boring. And I wasn't doing that. And I was getting out of the house. I was just sitting at home all day. And I was like, wow, this is tough. I, I can't do this. And it just kind of got it kind of got a little gloomy and sad. Yeah. So it affected your mentality overall? Yeah. So when, uh, like about that oh go ahead Aaron sorry oh no you go go ahead when thinking about like you got gloomy it was starting to get boring like what was specific what specific decision drivers from that time frame helped you choose to return to Klein in person for this semester because it's like once you like once you're like like by yourself you're in isolation for so long, you're like, oh wow, like this is this is it. This is this is it right here. Like we you don't know when the world could end because it just kind of got like everything got 
I don't know. Like, I just like seeing people's faces and stuff like that. Like, you don't get to see that at home. Like, unless you're on Zoom, which is it's not the same as, you know, interacting and actually, you know, getting to do stuff. Yeah, and for an outgoing kid like yourself, I'm sure that was hard to not be able to socialize. And has there been a newfound gratitude for being able to see your friends in person at the start of your senior year? Yeah, it kind of, I was kind of happy. I was like, man, I don't don't see some of them all the time, but some of them I do because, you know, some of them are football. So when I get to see them, I always be like, hey, man, you know, I love you because you're all we got right now. Yeah. And when you're thinking about like this pandemic as a whole, and I'm not really sure if you've processed that or not, but, um, and the disruption that it's caused for students like yourself, especially in the learning environment, what kind of things are tough for you that you've obviously never experienced K through 12 before, because this has never happened. What are some things that are tough, even though you're back in person, like some of the bigger changes that you've been a little bit surprised about that has made learning a little more challenging? Um, everything's kind of online. It's just sometimes, sometimes it's kind of hard doing stuff, but it's kind of easy. It's easy and hard at the same time because sometimes you don't know what you're doing and the teacher can't come over there and help you. He can just explain it from his computer and stuff like that. And it's kind of, even when you're out, in, in person, he can't like really come next to you and stuff like that and actually show you what to do. He has to tell you over the computer, over Zoom calls while everybody else is listening. So he can't, you know, one-on-one time like you really need. Are you saying that that's happening because, and this is obvious for most educators, like they're concurrent teaching. So they're teaching kids online while also simultaneously teaching the kids that are in their actual physical classrooms. Yeah, no one's getting on like no one-on-one learning honestly, unless you come after school and stuff like that. That's the only time you're actually going to get online learning because they have to explain it to the kids online and they're taking like most of the class time. So you barely have time to work. You got to do mostly everything at home when you get your, when you, and when like you get on the work. Te- yeah. Okay. So on the technology scale, an arbitrary one, of course, <laughs> where would you rate yourself? Or do you feel like you're like on a one to 10, 10, like you rock it at technology one, you're horrible. You can't figure things out. Where are you on the technology usage scale? Like how, what would you rate your skills as? I'm like a six right now because my computer started tripping today and I was very upset. Like, and I get it to work and my dude's like, just restart it. And I restarted like three times and it still wasn't working. I was so upset. <sighs> it's just tough. It's tough. But. Well, Aaron, I'd like to encourage you to separate yourself from your hardware. <laughs> you can't give a skill rating based off your like computer not working. But do you feel like you can use technology well without assistance or you do better when there's more support from teachers. Yeah, I feel most definitely like if the teachers is helping me, you know what I'm saying? It it always gives you like encouragement. And it's like, okay, I know how to do it. Next time I can just do it by myself. But when teachers helping you, it's kinda it makes things easier. Okay, so we just talked about the challenges of some online learning. Well, concurrent learning, because you're in person. Mm-hmm. Think is the benefit besides socializing, Erin? Can you name any other benefits to learning in person 
versus learning online? Like why, why do you feel like there are more benefits for you to be physically on campus than if you were at home for client online? And I know that decision is personal for every kid and we're not saying like one is better than the other, but for you, Aaron, you feel like you're doing better on campus. What are some other things, if there are any, besides the socialization part and just being able to be around people physically? Uh, honestly, it's probably have to be like, uh, like the learning part. Like when you're online, as soon as the Zoom call ends, it ends. Like you don't get to do nothing else after that. Like you can't rejoin it. Like I mean, you probably could, but like you can't go after school and get learning. You have to drive all the way up here if you wanted to. Like, but when you're at school, you already get it and you're already in there. Like you're already at the school doing it. So. And when you think about like Klein Kane campus as a whole, what do you see is working well as the educators that are around you every day are really trying to make the best of our new environment in this pandemic? Uh, it's very, it's very spaced out and everybody has their mask on and, you know, we're trying to uh, keep things safe for everybody. The teachers wipe down our desks and stuff like that. So, and we keep our hands clean, always wash your hands. So, I mean, and they always have hand sanitizers in the room. So it's a very good thing that they have all that stuff so we can keep each other safe. And let's get real right now, right here on this podcast. Is this the most you've ever washed your hands in your entire life? Yes, yes, <laughs> most definitely. Can I just encourage you to continue continue washing your hands from this germ freak for the rest of your life? And bring that <laughs> Bring that into the future. So do you feel safe? Like you feel like being on campus, it sounds like what you're saying is you think everyone's taking precautions to make you feel safe when you come to campus. Yes, of course. I feel like everything that the teachers are doing and the students are doing, it's it, they're doing a good job. Yeah, just make sure everybody's safe. And when you're thinking about the pandemic, again, I don't know how much in depth you've like tried to process what we're all going through. Is it something that you're thinking about daily or nightly, or is it just come once a week or in certain situations? And, and what are you, what are your overall thoughts about this whole situation now that we're months and months into it? It's honestly like a day-to-day -day process. Like, Think about it day to day. Like day to day process. Like it depends like what what I'm doing and stuff like that for me to be like, okay, I, I gotta okay. stay away from so and so or I can't be this close or I gotta do this, I gotta wear this or stuff like that. Is it exhausting? Very, very exhausting. It works the brain a lot. And when you're thinking about this new way of thinking, because you've really only been back in school for about a month and a half, two months. What do you miss about being in school pre-COVID that you maybe took for advantage when you were in that situation, obviously with none of us knowing what was to come? Seeing everybody's smiley face, you know, just being able to go out yeah. and be like, you know, you have a wonderful smile and stuff like that. But now it's kind of like, oh, you don't know what somebody look like without their mask. Can't see nobody. It's funny you said that. I was talking to someone today the mask on and they took it off to get a sip of water and I was like oh yeah I forgot what your face is <laughs> you're looking at people's eyes and they're like oh yeah I forgot like that's what you look like underneath your mask 
it's something that someone I stared at for years before this happened. And then, you know, you just get so used to only seeing people's eyes. It's interesting that you feel that way too. All right. So when you're thinking about this pandemic and honestly, Aaron, it truly is a collective trauma and it might be the only one that we all go through together, hopefully in our lifetime to where we're going through it as a group and a collective society, but also as individuals navigating this new life and all that entails in our personal life, et cetera. And, and, it's, and it would be characterized, I think we're all going to look back, and this is definitely a challenging time. I haven't heard one person be like, this is a breeze. It's affecting so many parts of our lives. So when you're thinking about people who, in October, and this is, you know, now we're in the pandemic fatigue part of it, like, this seems never ending some days. What kind of inspiration do you draw on that maybe a parent, family member, coach, teacher, church leader, anyone, what kind of inspiration do you draw on to get yourself through these tough times? Oh, to get through these tough times, it's just like, you got to keep going. You can't, you can't stop and think about like, oh, oh, woe is me and stuff like that. You can't think about this if you got to think about the whole entire world is going through this at the same time. And you got to keep your head up, you know? Yeah, and so if we're talking to someone who says, Aaron, I'm struggling to get through this, maybe just a friend in a class or a fellow teammate, what what message would you give to them for them to keep up their head? Like, how do you do that? How do you stay positive during the tough times and, and cultivate that perseverance to get through the challenges that life throws your way? And in this case, the whole COVID situation. Just be there for them, you know? Tell them that they're not doing this alone and have it back whenever they need something. They need something from you. You'd be like, oh, yeah, I got you, well. Tell them to ask God what to do and stuff like that. You know, just tell them to pray and ask their family members what's going on and, like, ask them what they can do to help them, too. It's not just one person. You got to, it's got to be a family thing, a group thing. Yeah. And you highlighted what's so important in all of this is that we're not alone. We could only get through this if we're supporting each other. And I love the advice that you said to like, even reach out to family. This person's struggling. Like, what can I do? What can I do for you? And honestly, Aaron, that's such a good quality to have. Like, even when we're not in a pandemic, because life is much easier. People have a community around them and it takes intentional effort on your part to make sure that the people around you feel supported. So I, I like that you said not alone and to support others. Okay. So that's all of our pandemic questions. Let's move into the favorite things part of our podcast. So what's one thing that's a favorite in your life in general right now? Right now, it's probably like football. Football, because we need to go out and do amazing things, you know, and just knowing that my family's safe. Okay, go a little bit deeper on why football is bringing you, why that's one of your favorite things. Like when you say we go out and do amazing things, like what, when you think about playing, especially right now, especially after coming off of being home for so long, like what are those things that you're just really savoring in your senior season? Uh, It's like, it's a blessing to even be playing right now, honestly, because 
you never know when it could be taken taken away from you or be taken like you that's why you don't ever take a rep for granted or anything like that you don't never you never want to stop giving your all because you never know when everything could just stop at any point in time at this time right now we're having yeah because at one point you guys thought maybe we weren't gonna have a football season right yeah and for you guys that are seniors, I was stressing for you. <laughs> I'm like, no, football. But as long as there's there's safety and there's and football looks a lot different these days, huh? Yeah, because on the sidelines we have to wear masks and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. Y'all are doing a good job of spread now. I've seen y'all. And then your family being safe. Talk a little bit about that. Like, why is that? I mean, obviously that's it's obvious why that's a favorite right now. But tell me what it means to you to know that your family's safe. Uh, because you never know when anybody could anybody could just die or not die, but you know get sick, and then it'll be like terminally ill, and it'll like do like a damage on them, and then it'll hurt your whole family in a in a special way. Cause then you'll be like, oh, like now I see how real it is because it, it happened to one of mine. Yeah, good point. All right, last question: What's one favorite thing or subject? that you've had in school. And I'm going to open it up since you're a senior to reflect on the last 12 years of education to answer this question. Honestly, it'll probably, it'll, <laughs> uh, it'll probably be art when I was in like yeah. when I was in elementary school. That was probably like the best part of my days. Are you in art now? Oh, no, no, I can't draw. I can't draw, like, anything now. Like, I wish I had, like, the artistic skills I had back then. Like, I actually applied myself. But back then, you know what I'm saying? I used to be maybe Picasso drawing all this stuff. <laughs> oh, Erin, tell me why you think it was a favorite. Like, what about art and that process of creating in school? What did that do for you? Why Why do you think that that was so special to you during that time frame? Because it gave you time, like, to open up your mind, you know? It's like the only time you can yeah. actually just be yourself. Like, I don't know. It is something for me. It just felt very special. I don't know. Yeah, I like it. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I know the bell's going to ring soon and your study hall will be over. So I'm going to give you a couple minutes back so you can go tackle any assignments that you need to do. But I've so enjoyed getting to know you over the years. And I know you're going to do great things in the future. So I will see you around Kane or at the football stadium soon. Okay. All right. Thanks, Aaron. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. I am so grateful that Aaron came on our podcast today to share a little of how his mind is processing this pandemic. It was interesting to hear how learning at home wasn't working for him and how he was relieved to be at school balanced with a thought process still centered around constantly assessing risk and thinking about the steps to keep others safe. I would say there were a few parts that were my favorite of this episode besides getting to hear how his mind is working. One was the advice he gave to get through tough times and how he finds solace in the stability his family brings each day. The other part was non-pandemic related because I just enjoyed hearing his voice light up at the thought of the art classes he took in elementary and how even teenagers can appreciate opening up the mind to create while being yourself. As I wrap up this episode, and we are still months and months into this pandemic, I'll end with Aaron's words that were so simple, but still so inspiring. Keep going, keep your head up, 
you're not alone. Until next time, here's to taking our learning and transforming the world.